Hi, everybody. This is Culture and Convictions. Thank you so very much for joining us. Yes, we are glad that you chose to push play. Welcome to the table. I'm Iron Petrie, and this is my wife, Star Petrie. And we are glad to get it going. Man, I'm telling you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Making. It's been a really long time. We're yeah. glad to be back doing our podcast. And this time we've added another layer or element to the podcast, which is video. So Hello. now you not only get to hear us, but you get to see us and uh, you also get to see some of the content that we're going to be putting up and talking about. We plan to make this pretty interactive for everybody and uh, hopefully that you will find the subject matter enlightening, inspiring, educational, Jeez. controversial. Uh, a lot of pressure. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, we're just going to be ourselves. And, and, you know, this is a medium by which we invite people into conversations that really we have with each other all the time. All the time. About so many different subjects. And we was like, well, why not open it up and let other people listen and get involved? Absolutely. Who right? wouldn't want to hear it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness. But yeah, man. So as we as we started kind of thinking about the the format and the flow of the of the podcast, you know, I, I told you people should really kind of get to know just how silly we are. I think mm-hmm. sometimes people think that, you know, if, if people are always serious or talking about serious topics, they have very little downtime. Like they're like they're always serious, no, and no. that's like completely not Nothing who we be, are. <laughs> Nothing could be further from the not truth at all. Man. But um, I was I was checking out ESPN, and I have to talk about this because I'm just you know it's an embarrassment of riches out there in in Golden State, and I was actually quite glad to see that Draymond and KD were not getting along. Oh my goodness! I was like, this is wonderful. This yeah. is what I want to see. You know, this is this is what happens when free agency runs amok. Because I'm so tired. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm so tired of all this. Hey, man, come play with yeah, us. It's like you the know? NBA has turned into a glorified pickup game. There you go. You know, it's like you, everybody's at the wreck. There you go. You get paid millions to be at the wreck. That's right. <laughs> to run with your buddies, you know. And so I, I was actually glad. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I didn't come to fisticuffs or anything, but to just even just to watch their their scowls, their look. And you know Draymond. He don't care. No, Draymond doesn't So care. <laughs> I'm sure he had plenty to say. But, but it was also yeah. interesting that they uh they uh you know they made him sit out like a game or something yeah so. but from what i understand he said something about him uh about them being able to win uh without kd or and something to that effect yeah. and of course that's that's it's true an absolutely accurate that's, state but no doubt true. about it was it appropriate i don't know but you know uh draymond has never been you know historically that's the thing about playing man that's the thing about playing basketball. Yeah. I'm not thing out of my, out in front of my face, is that you're in front of everybody. That's true. And the way Draymond plays, the way he kind of does his thing, <laughs> you know, it's nothing new that Draymond Green says something or does something because that's just kind of the style of play he has. He's very emotional, um, emotional you know, cat. I think I think it would be the best thing for Katie to move on because truthfully, I think Golden State. I can see that. I think Golden State is. I a, can see that. Is just. They're fine without him. They they've proven that they can be successful without him. So when people say that um, Katie makes them unstoppable, mm-hmm. I, I mean I'm not. No. He I mean no, they were unstoppable when they yeah. kicked their butts. I mean that little, when they that kicked, little kid okay, shooting from the three point line alongside that absolutely. other little kid. <laughs> he he is undoubtedly <laughs> the MVP, made... and he was getting ready to be on a tear. They yeah. were glad he got hurt. I'm so sure because that brother had come like I ate my Wheaties. Yeah, you know stuff. what I mean? I'm feeling good. Man, he was doing it. So I, I really hated that. But it you know the drama, like I said, that that comes with NBA free agency mm-hmm. and all the 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 spats and the little stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it gets on my nerves. I mean, how many people? Yeah remember Bird or Jordan or Magic or you know what I mean you didn't see that kind of just no. stupid stuff well but. they weren't playing together 
You know what exactly. I mean? And That's they weren't trying to play together and they weren't trying to be on the same team. It yeah. was all about, you know, we were trying to beat each other. Exactly. I mean, they were trying to knock each other off constantly. Exactly. But that but it's it but in a way it was kind of destined to to be a temporary thing anyway, though. No doubt. He just you wanted know, to get a ring and feel better about yeah, himself. Yeah, that, so that was never going to be, <laughs> that was never going to be long term. So at some point yeah. you knew that marriage was coming to an end. Sad yeah. to say. It, but the, the thing is, he's probably going to go to Los Angeles, right? And play with LeBron. Oh no, my gosh, I hope not. And if that happens, then I mean, all is better. That ain't basketball, man. I'm sorry. It is basketball today. That's not. It is basketball today. To you know what I mean. It's just not cool at all. But these cats don't know what competition is. I mean, they just don't. I mean, where is that fire that says, "I want to beat the best person. Mm -hmm. I want to beat you. I don't want to pass the ball to you, unless we're like you know Olympics or something like that, playing for the country." But if we're just talking about the the league itself, no, I want to show everybody that I am the league. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But see, that's the good thing about Golden State. Not to just belabor the point, though, but they they were a team assembled, you know, right out of the draft. That's true. You know, and just that's the thing talent. about them, just young, talented, yeah. and, and extremely talented, record setting, trend setting players with with Steph and with Clay and Draymond. And they got all the little pieces they needed and they were able to win. But it was potential too, because no I mean yeah. they didn't come out like I mean nobody thought Steph was gonna no, come out and, no, no, no. and do that. They didn't give I them mean, any of that type yeah. of you so, know uh, big, you know, press or whatever. But they did it. Yeah. So, you know, that's the good thing about them is so they're well oiled machines. It was kinda like, you know. You can come and run with us. Uh, go play somewhere else and get beat by us. Anyway, I just can't imagine what that locker room was like because uh, Draymond is not, you know, he no. comes across like somebody that he ain't done till he done. No. I mean, he's going to keep talking. <laughs> he's going to keep talking until he is Have you seen that finished. meme? Have you seen that meme of him talking to Kevin Durant at one point? He, like he's in his, he's up in his face talking to him. Uh-huh. It's not like they're not into it. it this meme is like him Somebody put it up like it's, it's when you go down to the altar and that minister is ministering to you, trying to speak into your life. <laughs> it's hilarious. It probably it's hilarious. is like that. But that's Draymond. He's, he's emotion. Draymond. He's fire. And, uh, it is what it is. Come but, on, y'all. But you knew that was coming to an end. But at least they make him, some, you know, giving us something to watch because the NBA to me is just, uh, yeah. just whatever. Next. I don't even want to talk about um, it. So we're getting close to Thanksgiving. We're getting, mm-hmm. we're getting much closer to Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas, which is my favorite, favorite time of the year. Absolutely. I mean, if I could take time off, I would take the whole month of December and just enjoy it and say, Jesus, this is your holiday. It has to be because it is blessed. (laughs) You would enjoy it, but it's his holiday. I enjoy it. It is, it it's is, all about Jesus, all but about Jesus. I'm sure excited about being able <laughs> to be at home. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling yeah. you. There's some anointing on Christmas time. It yeah, really I like it too. I mean, it, it is. It's the holiday season uh, we're entering into, not just, you know, you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, then you got New Year's. And the kids, I mean, man, I looked at my, my son's schedule for school and I'm like, Man, easy street. This dude has got Thanksgiving <laughs> a week. He's got Christmas yep. and New Year's two weeks. Then he comes out of that into February. He's got winter break. Then he comes out of that into April, or I think it is. Yeah, he got spring then he's break. He's got spring break or March or somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's entering the real holiday season. Absolutely. You know, I'm saying, man, the grind like, of school is over. Yeah, when I was in school, <laughs> what was that at? Yeah. What was that? I at? know they're living the good life. <laughs> living the good life. But, but it's all good. You know, I don't. I want. I want to make sure that that we're not remiss in, in mentioning the the fires in California, which have have mm. ravaged. Just, yeah, no doubt. You know, I don't think anybody thought 
that that kind of devastation mm. um, was going to result. And there's a lot of people, obviously, that have that have lost everything. Yeah. Um, so just you know, soliciting continued prayers. Absolutely. And, and certainly, you know, can I just say, if, if you're going to give, mm-hmm. make sure that you that you really vet the organizations that you're choosing to give to. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that 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 everybody out there is, is not doing the right thing, but it is to say that that there are certainly probably better avenues to to make sure that your resources go yeah. where you intend them to go. But we definitely want to make <clears throat> sure that we continue to hold that entire region and the whole state of California really. Uh, in our prayers and in our thoughts and really, really pray for them. Because like you said, I mean, last I checked, the the death toll was around 71. Uh, They found people in cars and every just unimaginable horror. And uh, people have lost everything. Uh, I've I've read a story of of one particular town being completely wiped out in a day. And these fires were out of control. Uh, and so they need our prayers and need our support, and we need to make sure that we we come to their aid in that manner yeah. uh, during this time. But there are also stores of faith, absolutely. You know, out there, uh, who is it? Uh, was Brenda. Name? Brenda Epperson, who was an mm-hmm. actress who used to be on a particular daytime soap yeah. opera. I forget the I soap remember. opera she was on, but she owned a home and a ranch out there, and she believed God, stood on the word of God, and I mean, she's all over Facebook, posting Facebook lives and everything. So you absolutely. can you can look her up. Brenda Epperson and see mm-hmm. her story of faith. She was also highlighted on CBN because and it is a tremendous story yeah, of, of, of God saving grace and power amazing. and uh, what happened with her, her property and her family and how God really spared them and how God, I mean, he just, he just shows himself strong when, when given the opportunities. He always does. When invited, he's always going to absolutely come on in. But yeah. And so that's just a, a positive in the midst of all of the negative. So, yeah. yeah. But, um, so today's podcast, we're going to focus on race and, and, mm-hmm. and part of, of the reason is it's just been in the news a lot yeah. lately. I mean, it, yeah. it just has been a constant thing that every news cycle has something to do with race. Yeah. And, and we've been very disconcerted about kind of the conversation as a whole. Mm-hmm. And this this podcast gives us kind of the vehicle to say, yeah. <laughs> OK, let's let, let's talk about this a little differently or let's let's yeah. set a new perspective. Um, I want to start off with the Red Table talk that Jada Pinkett Smith had done. Um, mm. It was it was a combination of talking about race, but then also gender in that how women can come together, mm. um, black women, white women um, and kind of. Uh, create a conversation that would better, you know, both, both races. And so I'm going to play that and then we're going to come back and, sure. and you and I will talk about it. Um, and we'll see what happens after that. This is good. Hi. Hey, hey Annie. Annie. Uh, this is great because Annie and I talk about this subject a lot off camera and I wanted her to be part of this show and she didn't want to. And now she's ended up being part of it anyway. <laughs> Hit it, Annie. <laughs> I think the very first conversation you and I had about it was when we were sitting in the kitchen and you said, I want to do a show about um, white women and women of color and how we need to come together mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, be not just uh, the feminist movement, but the, the womanist movement, right, for sure, right? right? We, right. And my response to you was, you know, I'm a white woman and I don't know if I have the tools. Yeah. I don't know what the tools are. And I don't know the how. I don't know the conversations. I don't know how to start the conversations. Mm-hmm. Because anytime 
I feel like I want to have a conversation about it. I'm afraid I'm going to offend somebody yeah. just by starting to talk. Yeah. I feel That's like real. I'm going to yeah, say the yeah. wrong thing. <laughs> right. right. I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation because we need some tools too. Yeah. Right. I hear a lot of times that uh, white women have privilege and they need to recognize that they have privilege. And I am sure I do. I just don't understand. I haven't had the experience to know when I'm having the privilege. Right. Instead of you having the privilege. Right. I don't understand when that's happening. So when, when will somebody say to me, you're having a lot of privilege right now, and I need you to understand my experience right now, too. And I don't understand the feeling of racism, but I don't know what to do about it. Right. I feel like a lot of times, like, trying to be friends or trying to reach out to women of color... Sometimes I feel like they don't want to be my friend. Do you feel like that that is one of the, the, the gaps, is that we, we can't find that common ground to establish uh, familiarity? I think or? we don't go out of our way to just include each other. Hmm. There's a lot between us that we don't understand. I so I'm going to yeah. stop it there because it's it's mm. a long conversation. But look, this yeah. this Red Table Talk has 5.6 million views. Yeah. So obviously people yeah. people want to talk about this. Oh, yeah. And and what stood out to me is this idea that, that she came to the table already like, look, I, I don't really know how mm. or what. And I need for you to inform me on how I can speak to you. Yeah. I, I think that's probably not the best way to kick off a conversation because we're mm. we're we're human beings. We're in, we're yeah. all on the same plane. Yeah. So having a conversation shouldn't require me to to have certain tools in, other than kindness and respect. respect yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That should be about it. Well, my thing is I'm going to ask you this question because I didn't see the whole table talk so I don't know the extent of how all of that went. Mm-hmm. Um but from what I understand, from what I did see, the table talk was speaking specifically to white and black female relationships. Yes. So as a black woman, when it comes to relationships across the line of race, okay, and you're relating to not just white women, because one of the things I hate is us framing seemingly the circumference of race Relations, yeah. And race relations between two races. <laughs> exactly. In a world <laughs> of many races of people. Exactly. Uh, but when you're dealing with someone outside of your culture, outside of your color, um, do you find it difficult? And we'll, we'll say specifically uh, white because of this particular conversation. Do you find it difficult to relate and find common ground and respect in that? Mm-hmm. in those relationships in your experience of course no. you can only speak in your experience never but of course I, my parents were military I grew up on military installations with some of everybody no. where we were we were friends we were hanging out we, I mean you know white Asian Hispanic no. it didn't matter we, we're all together uh, but even in even as an adult you know that that hadn't changed I, I don't I don't I don't think I can say I don't see color. I mean, yeah, I see color. I mean, sure. when I see you, I see your color. Absolutely. That, that goes without saying. Um, but I think more than anything, the commonality is that can we respect each other? Um, mm. Do we have do we have things in common um, 
beyond just you know our gender or yeah. or our color yes i mean you know do you like going to walmart no me neither <laughs> you know what i mean do you yeah. do you work out there hey me too it's you know and seeing this is one of the things i hate about the way race and race racial issues are discussed and packaged and contextualized a lot of times is because the color of a person's skin is the least thing that contributes to your humanity absolutely no it is the least it, it no is the least it. it is the is the least thing it's, it's like the it's like the paint of your home the color of your home what does that contribute other than the look of it mm-hmm. to the actual content and the integrity of the home mm-hmm. and when we begin to to learn and we don't always uh, seem to express this in this society express the desire to reach out to people beyond the superficial right we don't we right. don't realize that you know, there are other human beings out there who are just waiting to be connected to somebody else sure. across different colors and races and all that. And people are not as, we're more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. We want more of the same things than we, we want something different and crazy and out of this world. And if we would take the time to do more listening to each other, instead of constantly letting somebody else tell us how we ought to think. Or see people. Or see people yeah. in this world. I am so tired of wearing somebody else's glasses. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I've got my own eyes. Right. I've got my own experience. And I'm living my own life. And and that has to be respected because for me, and, and then I'm just going to say this and you can, you can jump in here. Not all black or white people are the same. That's and, amazing. Stop right there. I know that's a deep (laughs) Can you say that again? Not all of us are (laughs) the same. You know what I'm saying? It's it's almost like white people, black people. And it's kind of like, it's very easy. And it's a very lazy way of going about living. No doubt. Because it's very easy to just broad stroke and be lazy in your your thinking about the world around you because you don't have to really get in and engage. But if you would understand that everybody's an individual and we're human before we are our race, and if we would connect on that particular uh, point, we would find that we have much more in common right. uh, because some of the same ills in the black community or in the white community, the same problems, the same issues, the same, the same difficulties. And historically, we have a history that sometimes is taught in a manner in which to create division mm-hmm. more than it's taught in the manner of or, or more than it's taught based on reality. Right. You know what I mean? And really what was going on. Yeah. And so it's, it's unfortunate because I don't like to see people sit there and have such a difficulty talking. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> we got all these little things involved. What's privilege and who's in privilege? Who's got privilege right now? I don't even know when I see privilege. You know what, I'm like, what, what are we Pe- talking about? People, it's so much going on yeah. in the interaction that's there, and it's like that why clouds, that clouds the real and it ain't coming human from interaction. The, yeah, it, and it ain't coming from the two people. It's coming from outside. It's coming yeah. from outside voices ad nauseum. Yeah telling you on Facebook and Instagram and television and the news and the sitcoms and the movies and, and the printed page telling you all the time how you should think. Right. Yeah, but anyway, let me, let me stop. Cause well, I'll get, I'll get, I'll keep going. No, it's so true. And that's, and that's what we talked about that, you know, for a lot of us, that's just not our reality. We no. go, we go to work with people that don't look like us and 40 hours a week. We sit with those people. We laugh mm-hmm. with those people. We mm-hmm. talk about their kids. They talk about your kid. You know what I mean? We exchange in, in just life yeah. and we talk about things that don't even, that aren't even painted 
they're not even packaged with race as the leading no. thing. I mean, when I go to work and I talk to people, you know, like I said, we're talking about their kids. We're talking about what you do this weekend. Oh, you you rode horses. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Uh, we are humans that that seek to find common ground, which oh. is. You want to be happy? I want to be happy. Yeah. What are the things that interest you? I'll have things that interest me. Yeah. And let's start from let's start from there. And when we do that, then the conversation is easy. Because yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to respect you and I'm going to treat you the way that I want to be treated. Yeah. And that and no that makes it, it that much easier. No doubt about it. But my concern is is that I feel like the conversation is always framed that white people have to overextend themselves to make a black person feel comfortable. Mm. In a, in a conversation or in an interaction, mm. I, I don't I don't think that's necessary. Mm. I, I think if you have an insecurity, then that's that's for you to deal with. Yeah, it's not for the other person to carry because they can't decipher that in five minutes. Yeah, when I meet you initially, I don't know all of your insecurities, your issues. No. I don't have time to figure all that out. No, <laughs> I'm, I do you not. know what I mean. I'm just hello. How are you? If you take something if, out of context, out of hello and goodbye, mm. that is a personal issue. Yeah. That is not on the other person. Yeah, but it's, it's like I said, we've been told so much. And if, if that, that's the one of the things that I feel like it takes a lot of courage to admit that much of what people perceive, conceive, and conceptualize about race, race relations, and racism mm -hmm. is not organically theirs. That's very true. It has been told them. That's very true. It has been shown them. Yes. It has been. It, it is. They, it has not been. I grew up in a neighborhood and I take my life experience as my Bible mm -hmm. for it, mm -hmm. so to speak. You, you know what I mean when right. I say that, use that expression. It has been, I've grown up and somewhere somebody got hold of you. And somewhere somebody told you how you should feel. That's right. How you should think. That's right. How you should act. What you should expect. What you should look for. What you should be listening for. How you should read between lines, mm -hmm. even if there are no lines there. <laughs> how you how you've got to, and you create such a uh, such an artificial heightened awareness of something right. that sometimes people live their lives very hesitant, and they can't move forward. Not because racism is there. But because they anticipate something based yeah. upon the information being the straw, the straw man is the there. straw man is there, and nobody, yeah. And that's not to say that racism doesn't exist. That's not to say that yeah. there aren't racist people. No there doubt. are, but if your life has been an, an experience, most people are not willing to be courageous enough to go with their life. Right. They get in a company, they get in a group, they sit down and listen to a red table talk or anything else where they listen to people that they may like or are influential sure. and affluential and so forth and so on. And the next thing you know, their their courage is stripped to really just speak up and say, but you know what, I, I don't, that's not how I've lived. That's not what I've experienced. Right. A black person is, is afraid to stand up and say, but you know what, I've walked through a whole lot of doors that white people held open for me. Absolutely. White people are, are hard, you know, have a hard time being able to say, you know what, there, there have been relationships with black people that have been the most influential and impacting for me in my life mm -hmm. because people have been told they've got to keep this certain level of of, of shield up, Correct. you know, and, uh, and it's really serving to, I feel like in our day and age, 2018, here we are on the precipice of 2019. Mm -hmm. It's, it's serving to create a racial tension that to me is not authentic. 
it's it's a straw man. It's a it's a it's a shadow boxing. Absolutely. If you would. No doubt about it. But it's real enough to cause us to behave in ways that will create more problems down the road if we don't arrest this mm-hmm. and have some mature conversation about it. Well, it's like a, a story that somebody posted. It was on Facebook or Fox. Somebody put it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, an, an elderly uh, white lady was at McDonald's. Yeah. And, you know, she she was talking, I guess, to a group of teenagers and they weren't really, you know, thinking too much about her. Um, and then she approached a, a guy, a black guy, sitting at a table eating his breakfast. Mm-hmm. Can I sit down? Gentleman said, yeah. They sat down. Next thing you know, they're, they're chatting like they've known each other for years. Because the human experience is not altogether so different. Yeah. And most of us, at the very core, we want relationship. No and doubt about we, it. We want, we want to know that, that there's someone else that I can come to and talk to that can see me and I can see them. And we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. We can have honest dialogue. And I think part of, you know, and we've talked about this, the issue of race and why it has become so divisive yeah. is because it's become so lucrative. Yeah. And and oh, as long man. as money, my goodness, as long as money is involved, people will continue to make race an issue, mm-hmm. even when it's not. Yeah. Even when it's not. So, you know, we, we have a lot of people who've, who've banked their entire careers off of this boogeyman called racism. Mm-hmm. I mean, God forbid racism ever die. Yeah. I mean, that, that's not even a want that even they in all of what they say don't want that to go away because that yeah. is their lifeline. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. And we've listened to these people. We we've we've amen these people. We've said, "Oh yeah, that's so true." It's it's not what they say. My challenge to myself, my challenge to people. Period. As a Christian man, understanding that I'm created first of all in God's image, Mm -hmm. so I'm dynamically individual, right? So created in His image gives me intrinsic value. Right. So I, before I get into the color of my skin, before I get into my gender, before I get into my socioeconomic status, before I get into any of these other uh, characteristics of my person, mm-hmm. I have intrinsic value for that reason. My challenge is for people to start living as individuals. And, and what I mean by that is approach life that way. Yeah. That when I go out into the world, I'm going out into the world with the skills I've developed the knowledge I've accrued, the abilities I have, the giftings or talents that I may have, right. going out with the intelligence and the mind I have, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to face whatever color, right. whatever situation, whatever circumstance with that set of skill and ability. And I'm going out with that. And I'm going to, I'm going to have my experience be based upon that. I'm not going to go out, first of all, as a black man in white America. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out as a man in God's image, dynamically individual, with with this, 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 and that in my backpack to work with in life. Yeah. And I'm going to work with it. Yeah. And then I'm going to go off of my experience there. Now, should I run into racism, which may be there, no, no doubt about it, there are racist people in the world, but the question is not whether racism exists, it's whether its existence really is the reason behind me Prohibits not being able yeah, to do yeah. what I'm after and what I what my interests are. Absolutely. That's the real question. Right. And so if I face life as an individual, then I'm going to go off of that. I'm not going to let anybody tell me <laughs> how I'm supposed to think and feel. I'm just not going to do it. You know, what I've what I've noticed is just that in a, in a world or in a in a society um, that that tries or, or has made a slippery slope to become more and more godless mm. um 
that we get away from we get away from the things that we said we wanted. There's a reason why when when Martin talked about the content of someone's character, we mm. could there was a righteous win behind it. Oh, yeah. Because we understood and had a standard for what character was. Yeah. But in today's day and age where you don't have a standard for what character is, when everything is fluid and mm-hmm. people don't really know what's good and what's evil, what's mm-hmm. what's, you know, appropriate oh, yeah. and inappropriate, then you can't really you can't really be at home with the content of someone's character. Mm-hmm. So you get down to the base things and you 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 define people by things that are inconsequential or subject to change mm-hmm. your your skin color your class mm. um those are things that i mean your your class will change you'll no one day you're it. working at a supermarket and you know prayerfully right. 10 15 years later you're you're a ceo or or somewhere yeah. uh, an executive somewhere so that that status changes your your race is something that you didn't inform no. you didn't choose no you Came out and you were like, okay, I'm I'm black, I'm white, I'm whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then of course your gender, once again, is not something that you chose. But in but in our society, like I said, when 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 we're trying to get so far away from a standard, yeah, I think everyone shies away from this idea of the you know the content of someone's character because mm-hmm. we we don't want to define it mm-hmm. because in order to define character, you you have to get back to who you have to get back to the creator who to. gave us the standards, who no gave us the, the principles of what makes good character um so you know for me the the race issue is no different than any other issue in that it seeks to always to continue to separate and divide us and that division is a distraction from what really is important which is which is are we are we good people Mm. and and are we are we good humans and (laughs) and in order to be a good human can i find that intrinsically in myself is that something that i can decide what is good Mm. Or is there a lawgiver and a standard bearer who tells yeah. me this is good? This is the way walkie in it. That is so good. So in essence, so in essence, and I kind of say it this way sometimes, and you, you've heard me say this before. One of the reasons we have such a struggle in our society over all of these issues, whether it's uh, equality between races, genders, Status, class, classism, class warfare, all these issues, and they seem to be never-ending wars, is because, if I hear you correctly, we're trying to straighten out all of the crooked lines without accepting God's definition for what a straight one is. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. If, 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 you're, if we're not going to accept his definition of what is right, what is true, what is just— what is equitable, Yes. then for us to go about in society and mobilize ourselves to try to straighten all the crooked ways and make them right is going to be futile. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because once again, who then makes, who then gives us the definition for the straight line? Absolutely. What group shows us that? Who tells us that? Who mm-hmm. gives us that? Who informs that? Yes. And this is why we keep like a dog chasing our tail on a lot of these subjects absolutely is because nobody wants to get back to the very basic foundation of answering uh, the question of can man really live without god because and that, and that is the question and that's that's the bottom line now we of get it distracted all. on everything else but at the end of the day the root of the question is that is that right there mm-hmm. because ultimately god teaches us that that his perfected love casts out fear yeah so that when i'm talking to someone i'm i'm not i'm not fearful of how they see me or 
or how I see myself, yeah. that I can, I can deal truthfully with the person sitting across from me. And that's hard to do when we're steeped in our, our insecurity, when we're steeped in our shame, when we're steeped in our sin, mm -hmm. then, then talking to anybody. Yeah. I don't want a mirror. So I don't want to ever show you my true self. Yeah. Because to do that exposes me, and I don't want to be exposed, mm. which is why so many of our conversations are so surface. I mean, you hear from people and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. man, that's my friend. That's my, and it's like, what did y'all talk about? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, so how are you friends true. with this person? We use, we use language so, like I said, so superficial. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that's why, that's why we're all so frustrated. Yeah. Because we, we very seldom are at home with ourselves. Mm. Therefore, we can very seldom can be at that. home yeah. with others. Yeah. And so, you know, like I said, when when we talk about these issues, I think it's always and this is why the, the show is called Culture and Convictions, yeah. because at the end of the day, it always goes back to your creator. Yeah. Who 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 does he intend for us to be? And are we being those 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 persons? Mm -hmm. And and really, when we talk about racism, sexism, classism, all this stuff is just it's just gobbledygook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, well, I mean, it's it's our way of categorizing. It's our way of identifying it and so forth and so on. But if you if you believe as we do, okay, and I guess this is an appeal to, to people who do believe. If you believe as we do that man was created, right? And you believe in the, the creation truth, yeah. right? Then you believe in the brotherhood of all mankind, irregardless of how racism has been used over the years and how people have been racist and inhumane to one another. But even in that, when you look at the course of human history, it's, no, it's not been black against white. It's been, it's, I mean, it's not been white against black. It's been black against white. It's been South, it's been Chinese and atrocities in Southeast Asia. It's been the Jews in Germany. It's been, Absolutely. I mean, it's been all over. It's Absolutely. been Europeans enslaved by Africans. It's been all, I mean, it's, it's the history of the human race mm -hmm. is misery and tyranny and poverty, Absolutely. right? And so when, when we believe in the brotherhood of all mankind, then we believe that racism <clears throat> is not owned by any one race. Mm -hmm. Then we also- Or any one political party. Or any one political party. <laughs> yeah, it, you believe then though that its construct, its creation is something used by powers that exist in this world to create division that causes us to really cannibalize one another. Absolutely. We just eat each other. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if you believe as we believe, we're all one family, right? right? <laughs> and in this one family, the issue of race becomes a, a sin issue in the heart of human beings, mm -hmm. irregardless of your skin color, mm -hmm. irregardless of, of, of any of that. Right. It's an issue in the human heart. And so we have to, we have to, we have to fight to reframe this conversation because right now the world doesn't know what to do with it because they won't start with the straight line. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, so they're going to keep fussing. I mean, you got verbal no calisthenics, you got people, uh, you got people saying, well, I just, I don't know where to start. And I, I just want to say, I'm sorry for what Yes. you can't apologize for being white nor, nor should I apologize for being black. We can apologize for being buttholes. You, I mean, you we can, can apologize yeah, for... You can apologize for your own self. Absolutely. Doing something wrong. For doing something you wrong. You can't even apologize for your foreparents. But exactly. Because you, you don't owe no know. One, you owe no one nothing. You, we owe, you owe no one I'm nothing. My, oh, my God. Except for your Savior. Except for your God. 
and you have to walk uprightly before him. So that's why I said when I watched the Red Table Talk, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, I don't like it because I don't, I think that, that, that so often black people assume this lofty role of judger and, and, and jury when it comes to the crimes that we think have been, uh, that have been perpetrated against the black race. But like you said, I mean, there's Jewish people that, that aren't talking about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not finding every German on the street and, no. and harassing them about, uh, about Nazi Germany. They are no. living their lives and they are moving on. If we go back, like, like somebody, <laughs> and I got to say this, then we can move on. But somebody was trying to actually make a case for reparations. And, and when I heard about it, it, it really jumped off at me and it made me laugh. I'll be honest, it made me laugh because my question is, who's going to do the repairing? Because everybody would be in line. Everybody would be in I line just, yeah, for understand. some form of reparations. And, and, it, and it's this type of thing that goes on that people, people sit back once again. The, the real work of Satan mm-hmm. has been to frame the whole discussion in black and white yeah, and people uh, and then start the story always in the middle and not recognizing that the world and its history. I mean, gosh, if you go back and read some of the things that, that I've had the chance to read it, the atrocities, the inhumanity of man to man over the course of human history, absolutely, it's, it's beyond being able to easily identified by race against race. It, yeah. It's just, it's, it's so much evil. You can't even, you can't even take it all in. Well, what I want to make sure, and I'm sure this this issue of race will come up again in our podcast because mm-hmm. we continue to have instances in our news that, that yeah. kind of spark the conversation. But I do want to make sure that everybody understands we're not saying that racism doesn't exist. No. Sin exists. So yeah. by virtue of sin, all racism those other isms yeah. exist. No but doubt. what we are saying is that as 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 individuals, we have to weigh the, the balance of our offense, our mm. our experiences, our our judgments and presuppositions about other people, yeah. um, and and say, you know, what am I lending yeah. to the situation and the conversation? And for a lot of us, that's not even an issue, right? Yeah. I mean, we break bread with people that don't look like us. All we, the time. we we hang out with them. We call them on the phone. We text them. We say, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. I mean, so for a lot of us, this is every day. And yeah. and so that's that's also what's so disturbing about the media though, because yeah. they portray it like we're all in our it, own little yeah. silos and we we're never never the trains twain shall meet. And that's yeah. it's just not true. It's just not true. And I and, and my my challenge and my my I guess my desire for people is to take upon ourselves the responsibility to not poison someone else's otherwise good experience. Mm-hmm by putting upon them some ideas about race and race relations that they honestly, just in America, in a place where there are 300, over 300 million moving human beings (laughs) (laughs) of different races, colors, creeds, backgrounds, and, you know, someone who otherwise may never, ever experience what you have experienced. So do not poison them with uh, advice that is totally built on your own myopic and narrow experience. Mm-hmm. Let people live. 
Now you can share your experience, of course, but that's that to me is the responsible thing to do, right? And and not try to make everybody see things your way. But don't just, share it like it's gospel. Like yeah, it, it like shall it's be absolute. this way. Mm-hmm. And it this is the way. It, but that's how it's shared a lot of times. Oh yeah. And if absolutely. you don't see it that way, then you're a dummy. You're a dimwit. You know, that's just the truth about it. I want to make sure, though, that, that people understand that, that we have to continue to, to pray for this for this country. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're not a believer, then then, of course, we're going to continue to pray for you, um, yeah. because in times of, you know, just a lot of crazy things going on in the world. Yes. A, a lot of chaos that, of course, the, the enemy loves to stir up. It's mm-hmm. it's it's very easy that you know you either are going to cling to to the cross, or you're going to try to find something. You're going to find a, an idol, yeah. a person, something to hold on to yeah. that makes your world complete. Yeah. So I want to encourage people to understand that 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 mm-hmm. Jesus, He is the way. And now we're not going to use every podcast to 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 proselytize, but I think it's important that when we have discussions like this, we understand that the only real answer. The only real answer is him. Yeah. He is it. That yeah. book is it. Yeah. There's no other place that we can go to to find how can we rectify this issue yeah. of, of division in our country. Yeah. And, and not only the division in our country, but as it pertains to all of the aspects of life that cause us to scratch our heads and we're wondering about and how can we do this, taking them and through the lens of scripture, through the lens of Christianity, not trying to, you know, like you said, not trying to proselytize all the time, but trying to say, look, if we say we want answers, mm-hmm. you know, if we genu- genuinely want answers, then we put Christ on the table, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody's putting everything else on the table <laughs> as an answer. Right. But it seems as though that our issues that are cropping up in our world today seem to be more than the collective wisdom of natural men to be able to answer and deal with. So we offer what we believe to be the answer. And I don't think that's a, I think that's the right thing to do. I think it's our podcast. I'm going to do what I want to do. Exactly. Oh, no (laughs) doubt. No doubt about that. (laughs) Hey, we thank you for joining us. We're not going to, we're not going to belabor the topic lest we uh, tire you out. (laughs) <laughs> but we thank you for for tuning in and hey make sure that you subscribe make sure that you share i think yes. we're gonna be our youtube page is really the focus yes so we would love for you to join us there but of course we'll, we'll post links all over social media that's it like subscribe on our youtube page share this with somebody you think may find uh, our discussion interesting uh, it's something that they you know there are a lot of people out there just like us who talk about these things all the time and so if you if you know someone that would benefit from listening to culture and convictions we do invite you to to send this link share it with them let them know about it we'll be sharing it on all of our social media sites and we hope to see you here again join us at our table as we talk about the culture and our conviction. So until next time, God bless.